nobody knows what you're talking about. What was she to do? Where was she to go? You know what, Michael? She was out on her fanny. But over the bridge from Flushing to the Sheffield store, she was there to sell makeup, but... Oh my God, this is the longest the theme father song ever. The more. She this had is longer style. than Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Hey, she had a flair. But more importantly, she was there, and that's how she became... Mr. Belvedere. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> is, that a, is that our intro? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Bad Reception. Uh, what is it? It's a podcast. Michael, this is our 12th episode. Whether the critics hated it, 13? the audiences ignored it, or the <gasps> network pulled the plug. Is this the 12th? We're here to make the best of bad TV. My name is Mike. My name is Morgan. Is this the 12th or the 13th? Yeah, it's 12th. Ah, damn it. Why did you think it was going to be a spooky, epi- a spooky yeah. 13 episode? This is, we'll just pretend. Like, in a hotel, you, there is no 13th floor. We're going to allocate it to the 12th floor. Don't, hey, math nerds, put down your would, calculus calculator. It would be the, would I don't be the 14th floor. About your pagag, pag, whatever, right? theorem. Huh? It would be the 14th floor. Yeah. Yes. Not the, the 11, not the 12th. Ear Indiana, ear Indiana, are you ear ready for, Indiana. Are you ready for things to get eerie, Morgan? Paris, France, or Rome. Well, that's right. It? We're watching the musical man. No, we're going to watch Erie, Indiana. We're going right? to watch Erie, Indiana. So, yeah, the, we thought we would do like a little bit of a revisit episode. Um, <laughs> watching something that we used to watch when we were kids. But as far as I know, we both haven't seen it <laughs> But since then. don't remember. I mean, I really, I, I mean, I, like I know I for sure that I watched this show when I was a kid. And I liked it, even though it was a little bit scary. What about you? Did you you watched it when you were a kid too? Yeah, uh, I remember very little. Um, but Stuart I'm little. sure it was something on television. So, <laughs> you're positive that it was something on television. I liked it. Um, yeah, but this is a scary show. I think when I was a kid, I was probably too afraid to watch it. Mm-mm. No, me. I was often left alone. Um, and left to my own devices. And I have very, very clear memories of sitting in the middle of my living room with all the lights off, watching Are You Afraid of the Dark and hating myself for watching it, but not being able to tear myself away from the screen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I watched it. I watched it. Are You Afraid of the Dark? But Are You Afraid of the Dark was on longer. So I think I was a little bit older when I started watching it. Like, I don't think I started watching it season one. So, Ear Indiana debuted in on September 15th, 1991, and it was canceled after one season. Um, even though it has a big cult following now, it, it was initially on its NBC run was not popular. It was actually like, I think it was ranked 76th out of 78th for the Ouch. night. So, I mean, like almost the lowest rated show on TV. But then later, it was picked up by um, the Disney Channel. Oh, Disney Channel. It was picked up by Disney Channel, and then that's when it started to grow as a cult thing. And then eventually, it was bought by Fox, and then that's when it aired on Saturday mornings, which is what you were talking about before we started recording. A couple of different ways kids found this. And then after it aired on Fox, it got really, really popular with all the kids. And then so Fox made a new show called Erie, Indiana, The Other Dimension. But this was in 96, so it was after it had already been off the year. Or sorry, for, from 98. Was Omri Katz on that one as well? No, because everybody would have been like grown adults by then. Because it was seven years after the original series. So they recast and they made a whole new thing. But that Listen. doesn't count as part of Erie, Indiana. That's a different show. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't. I mean, I know 
the general tone of the show. I, I remember it kind of feeling like Twin Peaks for kids. Uh, is that kind of what it was? Because he just he moves to Erie, Indiana. Right. So it's more like Twin Peaks than it is like Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's an ongoing story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the same characters every week. And so not like Goosebumps or most of the anthology ones. It's, yeah. And it, yeah, it's based around the town being weird. I don't remember it well enough to give you the details on like what that means. But yeah, I assume that it's like all the people in the town are kind of weird and off. But I know it's also like kind of like darkly comic. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's created by, well, I don't know if it's created by, but Joe Dante has a lot to do with the show. He directed the first episode and a couple episodes. Uh, oh, yeah, it says created by, and he served as a creative consultant on the show. And for people who don't know Joe Dante. Joe Dante is a legend of horror. He directed The Gremlins and Gremlins 2, The New Batch, uh, Matinee. Now, in uh, Gremlins 2, The, the New Batch, they don't have any kooky gremlins right, do they Kim peel already covered this <laughs> territory pretty pretty well um but gremlins 2 is a fantastic movie it's one of my absolute favorites do i like they got it. a googly eye at i like it much better than the original gremlins controversial stance i know but well, I anything with hulk hogan yeah the hulkster anything <laughs> just gone with a wind punch up hulk hogan uh-huh. oh thunder in paradise that is where we're Keep, keep your ears open for that one. Oh, Try not to use stay, stay tuned. tuned. <laughs> Try not to use other people's stuff. So yeah, this came on after Are You Afraid of the Dark had already come out. So there was like a little bit of a precedent already set for like a kids horror TV show. But it still wasn't like a popular thing yet. The Goosebumps books hadn't come out yet. And so it wasn't like a big, huge audience for like kids horror stuff yet. And like I said, I don't know that Are You Afraid of the Dark was like a huge hit out the gate. Um, mm, well, I think like Snick was a pretty big. Yeah. And Snick is a more appropriate home as opposed to this was on Sunday nights. Yeah. On NBC. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Nickelodeon that was on Friday. No, Saturday nights, obviously Saturday night, Nick, uh, Saturday nights. Michael. And it was aimed towards tweens as opposed to this, which was aimed towards the whole family. Hey, Nickelodeon. I was like six and seven when I was watching. Snick. Oh, that was inappropriate, Morgan. Don't tell anyone. I was like, I mean, I guess I was like between 10 and Yeah, Grandpa, 15. how old were you? Yeah, Grandpa? Like 10 or 15. How old were you? Hey, Michael, in Erie, Indiana, do you think he's a virgin? Because mm, it's Omri Katz. <laughs> do you think he's going to light Hocus a black Pocus. candle? Do you think he's going to talk about yabos? I doubt that he's going to talk about yabos. Do you think there's going to be a musical breakdown? Uh, do you think? I think anything could happen on this show. I really don't. I certainly don't remember any specific episodes. Do you remember anything like like I stuff that happened? I remember there being an old man. End of list. How many what? black cats are going to be in the episode? We're going to watch because that's going to really determine my. Uh, I feel like this is more like pleasure. Twilight Zoney than it is like straight up horror horror. Like I don't know if there's going to be like black cats and like Frankenstein's and stuff. Well, there'd be Frankenstein's monsters. I know. I said it like that on purpose. Um. Uh, wow. Just to annoy way the, to the embarrass us. Um. Would you have an a, an idea of what episode we're going to watch? So I, I mean, I figured we would watch. Speculate. I figured we watched the first one. It's a half-hour show, so we could watch two. I don't know. There's only 19 episodes. All right. We're going to um, do the entire the, season. The first episode is looks like it's really well-regarded. It has like an 8.9 on IMDb. So this is really well-liked. Can we watch the first one and then if they have a Halloween episode? I'm really yeah. jonesing for some Halloween. We'll, we'll at least watch the first one, and it's on Amazon Prime. Perfect. Don't, mm-hmm. don't plug them. They're not sponsoring us. Well, they might. Hey, Amazon. Let's... I want, let's, let's set some stakes. 
Let's make a checklist. Okay. All right. What's the criteria of things we're going to expect from this episode? Uh, Go. Mummies. Mummy. I'm saying black cat. I don't, I don't, I really don't know. You, well, you Something gotta... paranormal, I guess. Oh, wow. Uh, so let's say ghost. I meant more like a, a dimensional portal or something. Okay, well, you gotta be more specific than that. Dimensional portal. Gotta have that. I'm gonna say chimera. A chimera, of course. Um, some sort of living doll. It's a big one. Okay, living doll. Got it. Maybe one more. A uh, mad scientist. Really? Yeah. That's your last one? That's. I mean, that's. I think that's maybe should have been the first oh, one. Oh my lord! What do you think? I wouldn't go with mad scientist. That sounds hacky. That's not what. That's not what Omri <laughs> Katz is signing on for. He's not signing on for mad scientists. Uh, bike riding. I know for sure there's going to be bike riding. Yeah, there's definitely. Let's see. I'm going to say five shots of him riding his bicycle. Are you even writing his anything foot. down? Yes, I am. Okay. With my lightsaber pen. <laughs> Five shots, bicycle. Good audio podcasting. Okay. Um, and everyone else, write in what you're expecting. What Do you think it's going to be good? I think, the, well, if the first one's highly regarded, I have high hopes for that. But I really do want to jump into a middle of the stream one. Well, just, that one I'm expecting to be ridiculous. And I'm going to be very disappointed and angry. And I'm going to throw so You bottles. think it's going to be like ridiculous, like aw, like bad, like laughing at it bad? No, honestly, it's probably just going to be boring. You think? Because, well, that's so. I'm kind of excited. I think that this is going to be good. Okay, yeah, the, the pilot for sure. But, okay, so we were trying to figure out the time slot for this. And I came across a Washington Post article by Patricia Brennan from March 15th, 1992. Excellent. And it seemed like. to her. Well, I think we should just cite. I think that's good journalism. Mm-hmm. Everything else that are, I've right? said is from Wikipedia. So we're citing good, Wikipedia. We're journalists, unlike Sean Hannity. Burn. Anyway, I, she was just writing about the problems that the show was having. Um, and she was talking about how. S&P was requiring the show to have standards and practices for non-industry people. Oh my Jesus. If you don't know what that is. Uh, They were having a child psychologist watch down the episodes to make sure it was sanitized enough uh, because to be in the seven or seven thirty time slot during that pride on, on Sundays, Mm -hmm. uh, they have to be uh, uh, like family friendly, digestible enough for a two year old, like down to two years old. That's dumb. At seven thirty. At seven thirty, they that's how that's the standard. That's that they not had. true anymore though, because they air like Family Guy and well, stuff. Well, this is ninety two. Didn't they have? Uh, well, I guess that would have been later. I wonder. I don't know what time. Uh, like, um, I can't. I can, literally can't think of anything tonight. Peg Bundy. The Bundys. What time were they on? <laughs> no, that's on at like nine. Nine. Okay. Well. Anyway, uh, it's probably going to get sanitized throughout the season. I'm going to say first episode is going to be amazing. Whatever second episode we watch is going to be boring as shit. And and if it's not, I'm going to be very entertained and I'm going to be very excited to talk about it. And I'm going to have a lot of energy. What other characters are on the show? Um, there's a girl. Her name is Peg. That's And not true. she wears very tight pants. I think we talked enough about Married with Children last episode. <laughs> Peg Bundy is amazing. Um, I don't, there's probably going to be a girl that he's infatuated with who doesn't see him beyond being and just a, a good friend. And man that tells him about the town. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a friendly little kitty cat who talks to him. And a friendly little and ghost named Casper. his name is Binks. And he is a teenage boy trapped inside of a cat. How many appearances of Sarah Jessica Parker are we going to get? Um, Is this none. just going to be Hocus Pocus? No, it's not. It's going to be Twin Peaks for kids, which means I expect 
one little person to be talking backwards. <laughs> In back- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's get to it. All right, we're going to watch this show, and then we are going to be back. Eerie Indiana, Eerie Indiana. Eerie Indiana, day 45. I knew my hometown was going to be different from where I grew up in New Jersey, but this is ridiculous. Nobody believes me, but Erie is the center of weirdness for the entire planet. Item, a guy that looks suspiciously like Elvis lives on my paper route. Thank you, little paper boy. Item, Bigfoot eats out of my trash. And now, just when I thought things couldn't get any worse, I discovered that in Erie, even man's best friend is up to no good. When I try to tell this to my family, they just think I'm weird. Better weird than dead. And we're back. Indiana, Indiana. You just sang that at the break. And you sang it at the beginning. I've always been singing. I think at this point we're gonna have to Is that a the shining reference? (laughs) Come play with me, Michael. In this space. Uh hey everybody. We just watched two episodes of Eerie Indiana. We watched the pilot or the first episode that was called uh The Pilot. No, it's called what's the stuff called? Saverware? Uh Save Saveware? No, that's not. Um lost it. Leave wear. Nope. How underwear. Did, how did I already lose my notes? Already I lost just them. made you say underwear. It is Bare called naked ladies. Holy shit, One why week. can't I find it? It's called Foreverware. And then the second episode is called... <laughs> Your butt. <laughs> Let me look it up. It's called Hi, America's Scariest Home Videos. That's right. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We just watched <laughs> two episodes of Erie, Indiana. Um, I don't think we should go through, like, beat by beat on these because they're pretty simple. We can just kind of talk about the gist. Before we dive in it, into it, in it, um, I have a couple questions for you. Yeah. Or just one. Do you have... Either we can answer both if you have something for both. Okay. But numero uno, do you have something like a memory from your child of seeing some sort of media, be it a television show or a movie, mm-hmm. that you saw like just a portion of it out of context and it just like always stuck with you? And then later on in life, you're like, oh, that wasn't that scary. Or you're like, that's forever haunting my dreams. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I have a lot of them, but I've, I've figured out most of them at this point um, from watching... Lots and lots of horror movies, like stuff that like you're talking about, like seeing a scene from something like a horror movie or something Mm -hmm. that you were like, always remember that scene. And you were like, what was that from? Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, For me, there were two big ones. One is a scene in Fright Night, 1985's Fright Night, um, where they get into an altercation where one of the people sticks a pencil through the guy's hand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Through Chris Sarandon's hand. Uh, And that always, I always remembered that scene. Uh, but the big one uh, for me that has like the lasting impression is from Poltergeist 2. Um, there's a scene in Poltergeist 2, the other side. Um, where, title, please. Yes. Where Craig T. Nelson drinks a uh, bottle of tequila, which I did. I, you know, as a kid, I didn't know it was a bottle of tequila. I just, well, I remembered it as being water, clear liquid. But it's weird because he drinks it out of like a act like a liquor bottle. So I don't know. I'm stupid. But there's a worm Kids in it. Kids are dumb, right, guys? <laughs> right? There's a worm in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, I always remembered that part of it. And then later, they go into the other side, the titular other side, 
and uh, it's weird and crazy and spooky. And I always put those scenes much closer together than they actually are. And it's weird because he turns into like a monster after he drinks it, but I didn't remember that part. And that's probably the scariest part in the movie. So either I stopped watching it or blacked out because I was so scared. Yeah, those are two. Those are two uh, instances. Michael, Michael. Uh, like I said, when I was a kid, I was really afraid of horror movies. So the fact that I watched either of those is pretty crazy. I always had a morbid curiosity. Um, I have I have things that like have stuck with me that I knew fairly early on what they were from. And then uh-huh. I just kind of always like the I think I've told I've definitely told you this told you this before. I have a distinct memory of me being like four or five uh-huh. and us getting HBO or stars one of those trial times things and they were just playing silence of the lambs on just on repeat and i remember falling asleep to the sound of the opening credits to silence of the lambs and not really never watched it at the time but for whatever reason i just knew that that was something that i was not supposed to be watching Uh and it just i let my imagination run crazy with that opening just like the audio just the audio not even hearing like clary sterling talk um, just the, the, the opening credits. Well, I don't think, I don't think that's what is scary. No, but I just had like, because I knew I wasn't supposed to watch it. I kind of conjured up this fear for it in, mm-hmm. in my, my head. But it wasn't, even, I, it wasn't even Hannibal. It was just like the sound. No, of just it. the sound of the opening credits. Weird. And I, I probably heard like Buffalo Bill or something in the background. Um, so I always had that kind of at the back of my, my, my mind. Uh, also I saw Total Recall way too early in my life uh-huh. and guado has always been something that has frightened me um but as far as like things that i saw out of context we we did a long journey of trying to track down that one episode of tales from the dark side oh right? yeah, yeah yeah uh i don't even remember the episode so this is not gonna help anyone who wants to look it up but there's a uh, an episode where uh who is the actress? She's somebody... I don't remember. I barely remember watching it. well known. Anyway, um, it, the whole premise is this little girl can see people's future or how they die. And I just remember at the very end of one of the episodes, this little girl knows that her sister is going to kill her by drowning her, by putting sand in her floaties. And she just is staring in the mirror, just watching herself slowly get submerged in water. And she's like waving to herself. And it's super, super scary. Also, finally... Um, Ernest scared stupid. Yeah, that I mean, I was old enough to I was old enough to remember it, like watching the whole movie. But yeah, the the part where he looks under the bed and oh, and it's there. Oh, and he's like talking the high pitched voice. No, he looks under the bed and he doesn't see anything there, and so you're like, oh, phew, there's nothing there. But then he looks up and then he's on top of the bed. Oh yeah. So it's like a it's I mean it's a common horror trope, but. It was the first time I saw it, so I was very scared by it. I was always frightened when it's talking in the other in the girl's voice, right? He's like talking. Oh the yeah, troll he like, like talking. Takes on the voice of another. Yeah, that scared the shit out of me. Anywho, I was trying to find that Tales from the Dark Side episode, but I don't remember. I think it's in season three. I gave them enough; they can figure it out. Or stay yeah. tuned. Hey. I remember, and I'll when, do a follow up. Maybe we'll watch Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, who knows? Uh, okay, Erie, Indiana. Okay. I have another global question. Yeah. Uh, because this is something that really fascinates me, how our entertainment reflects things that are going on either culturally mm-hmm. or politically. What was the deal in the early 90s with all this paranormal shit? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is what's crazy. This is before X-Files. Yeah. So it hadn't even like boomed yet. Obviously before Buffy and all that stuff. So I don't know. We were just we were entering an age where we I mean, yeah, we it. got really we into creepsters. 
we really got into like UFOs and stuff in the in the nineties. The eighties was more like what we talked about uh, in the Inhumanoids episode, where it was like toxic waste and mutations and stuff. And then in the nineties, we got into like things from another world. And we're coming out of the Cold War, so there's probably. Uh, uh, listen, listen, guys. I'm no historian, but there's got to be something there. Uh, oh, like it has a, a link to the Cold War? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Which we'll get into later. Escapism, at least, at the very least. Okay, so the pilot... I mean, even calling it a pilot's a little bit of a stretch. It's just a standalone yeah, because episode. it doesn't... We don't establish them. I mean, they do briefly in the, in the opening credits. He's like, hey, I'm from New Jersey, and then my family had to relocate here because my dad does research, and he needed the most normal place in America to move to, and that's this place here in Indiana. But guess what? It's not very normal because Elvis lives here, and... Yeah, so in the opening credits, they have, they have like, weird... It's a bunch of weird stuff, like, everybody looks like they're normal, but then it's kind of weird. It's not like even it's- credits, though. It's, like, a, just a cold open at the top of every show. Because we're not rolling credits. We don't roll credits until okay. they're, like, doing the... Yeah, but it's the... It's- semantics, Michael. Okay. Our fans so demand there are, it. There are not credits rolling over this, but it's the Thank stock you. thing that happens at the beginning of every Jesus. episode. Jesus, we're re- we're reestablishing. So this kid, Marshall, played by Omri Katz, <laughs> like when was Hocus Pocus? Ninety three. Yeah, ninety three. Yeah. We are just a year away from his voice dropping, which was very unsettling to me to hear him and his <laughs> little boy voice. Um, he is in his attic, and then he's got like this whole case full of evidence his evidence locker of weird it's creepy called shit. the eerie museum of horror pardon me um so we get that he's been here for a while yeah anyway. so yeah that was what was weird is it ends the episode being like and here's item number 46 in in my collection of weird stuff from eerie indiana and i kind of appreciate that yeah, i guess it's cool that they didn't just like start with the very first thing that happens but it is weird that it's the first episode and it's, it's ballsy like, they're like nah he's we don't we're, we don't need yeah to he's get not like it. figuring it out he's not like wait a second i think something weird's happening here he's like oh i know I've we're being dropped collected a lot of stuff yeah um so So he hangs out with his only friend uh is played by a little ginger kid named simon i mean aren't they all ginger kids and he looked familiar but i looked up other stuff and i couldn't figure out what he's from he does a lot of voice work he does the voice of harold from hey arnold but i mean arnold heads he does a lot of voices but i obviously wouldn't recognize him from that but he yeah he looks like your stock your stock ginger kid He's this little latchkey kid. But that was kind of weird because he was like, he's our view. So he's like really filtering the weirdness of everything. But he seems to be from there. Wait, I don't understand. Like, because he was in the first episode was just like totally. um, I I don't know. He just felt like this is all new to me. Really? I didn't get that. Oh, I kind of. That's how I felt. What about in the second episode? Uh, No, I guess in the second episode, not so much. Okay. Well, maybe in the first episode. But. It doesn't seem like he just started doing it. It seems like, like he's his sidekick, like he's been doing it the whole time. Yeah, but out. the weirdness of the situation it seemed like new and jarring to him. Well, I guess like probably every time it's weird, no matter what. Like every, yeah, but not he's like from that town. It should be normal stuff. for him. But I think the idea is... The weirdness shouldn't be weird to him. No, it should but just the, be normal. the idea of the show is is that nobody's seeing it. That it's it's there and it's obvious to, oh, it's obvious to Marshall, but... Why? 
Because parents just don't understand, Michael. <laughs> no, because it's normal to them because they're all from there. So that wouldn't seem weird to them. Gotcha. Um, but also, I, I think it's supposed to be like Twin Peaks, where it's just like everybody's ignoring these undercurrents of bizarre things that are happening. They're like, hmm, oh, well, just ignore that because this is the happiest place to live in the world. Mm hmm. So this episode centers around a Tupperware party person, and uh, but it's called, I already forgot again. Foreverware. It. It's called Foreverware, um, which is important because, well, you're going to find out why, and I bet you could figure it out immediately. Yeah, immediately. So we'll just set up the opening scene, and then you'll already know how this episode goes. So the, um, uh, the opening scene is with Omri Katz coming down, establishing his family for us. Great. Sister doesn't talk much mom's a mess dad's a mess cool um there is a rap 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 on their door uh and this very kitschy campy mom like her like 50s kind of tim burtony way uh yeah very like edward scissorhands kind of yeah uh she's at the door she's asking to speak with the lady of the house she's got two weird ass twin identical twin kids behind her carrying these huge trunks full of forever wear tupperware she's clearly there to sell some shit um, we learn that these these twin boys' names are Bertram and Ernest. AKA Bert and Ernie. Um, so mom comes in the room and she's really just Stepford wiving everything up. And this is the best product ever. And she uh, invites the mom to come over the, to her place the following day to, for this Tupperware party and leaves her with a parting gift, which is a sandwich Tupperware with a sandwich in it from 1974. A from 1974. Sandwich. Guys, this sandwich is still fresh from 1974. It is 1991. Because Foreverware will keep anything fresh. It will forever. keep Forever. That's the tagline of Foreverware. Um, so the mom agrees to go to this party. And then as the mom and her two weird ass sons are on their way out the door, one of the twins slips a note to Omri Katz, Marshall, our Erie, Indiana. Um, and the note says, and oh, by the way, he is, uh, narrating this a la Nancy Drew or what's the other Wonder one? Years. Harriet the Spy <laughs> or the Wonders. Except it's current narration. Not... Yeah, we're not doing adult stuff. Um, that'd be weird if it was adult stuff. Back in when I was a kid in Wait, Erie, who Indiana. Who did the narration? Daniel Stern. You, you oh, didn't yeah, get, that's right. You didn't get my amazing Daniel Stern that was, impression? You know what? That's on me. Hey, Marv. Nope. Harry. <laughs> Harry. Harry. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. I'm Kevin Arnold in the future. All right. This is obnoxious. Okay. Uh, so they pass this. One of the twins passes a note that says uh, something yearbook, yearbook 1964. 1964. Uh, latchkey kid. Ginger latchkey kid. goes His name out. is Simon. No, he's ginger latchkey kid. Um, Omri Cat sends him out to go pick up a whole bunch of yearbooks. We get back up into the attic. And yes, as you can guess. These twins look in the same way that they did earlier in the day are in this yearbook from 1964, the same age, same everything. I wonder what could be going on, Michael. Mm. Tupperware that keeps things fresh forever and twins that have been the same Hold since on, they were in 1964. Down. Let me beautiful mind this. Um, they sneak out. So at that later that night, yep, Omri Katz and Ginger uh, sleep out of there, sneak out of Omri Katz's house to go over to the weird mom and twins house 
And he finds the mom is tucking them into bed, but not tucking them. And she's, not into bed. She's burping them into their beds. Into their if you know what I mean. Wear. That's a little Tupperware humor for everyone. Because mm-hmm. if it don't burp, um, and don't slurp. <laughs> Jesus, uh, do, <laughs> that's gonna be our next T-shirt. If it don't burp, it don't slurp. Um, yeah. So the whole premise is these people are keeping themselves forever young because we learned that the mom who's selling these Tupperwares. Um, her husband, her late husband, had created these. So she's got this weird neurosis. So of, you might say that he was like a mad scientist that he made these Tupperwares. You know, I'm going to give you that point. Yes. Got that one. Um, Thank you so much. But I think that it was pretty funny because they, they designed the giant Tupperwares to look exactly like regular size Tupperware with the stickers and everything. Like with the, you know, the yeah. Tupperware logos and stuff. And it, and it burps. Yeah. It and you can hear it's yeah it's pretty but funny. there's also of course like weird lights and atmosphere yeah there's always just assume that and then any scene we're talking about that we got uh fog machine going is it fog machines everywhere in this show so yada yada well the rest of the plot is like that's the big reveal and he says i gotta get home before my own family is gonna be leftovers cute so yeah i mean it pretty much just just plays out from there i don't think there's anything that we have to absolutely go over Oh, well, one thing we got to talk about is the pickle lifter. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, before that. Um, <laughs> I do have a question, but go ahead. Omri Katz says something about making sure he needs to get back to his, his house because he doesn't want his mom to get involved with this and get involved with the housewife zombies. Oh, I had I had a joke, I guess, here. <laughs> <laughs> no, go for Guys, it. Guys, it's hilarious. Well, you already spent this long on it. I mean, I was, said something about pitching it to Asylum. I'll do better next time. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, mom goes to the houseware Tupperware party and everyone, all the rest of the ladies that are there, all have food brand names mm-hmm. like Crocker and Pillsbury and Stouffer. Um, and they all sing this. We all learn. It's obvious that these all all these women have been also sleeping in giant Tupperwares. Right. Keeping themselves young. They do a lot of like Forever. little puns about it. Oh, it's making me so exhausted. Um. And so these women are talking amongst themselves, and then they look over at Omri Katz's mom, and she's the the main lady is like, "Oh look, so and so is testing out the pickle lifter," which was a little saucy for their for this show. Which I would like to pitch as a nightclub or an underwear. I think an underwear. The pickle would, lifter. The pickle lifter. I, I think. I dig it. I could I could see myself slipping into a pair of pickle lifters. <laughs> And this week's sponsor, uh, anyway, uh, it's a it's a pretty cheeky joke. We so all had a laugh. In this... All of us. In this episode, the other ladies keep saying... She keeps talking about how expensive it is. And then the one lady says that she's talking to her mom and she's like... Ugh, mom, who needs a who needs a new car when you can buy one of these Forevers and keep your food fresh? These things cost as much as a car? I think it was her husband. What? Or whoever, fine. Yeah, yeah. well, if it's going to keep you, if it's going to keep you looking the same way you've always looked, then obviously. Okay, so she's, act- she know- she's actually saying 
not keeping the food fresh, but keeping us fresh is worth that much. Yeah. Money. All right. I guess if it would keep you young forever, it would be worth the price. That would of be car. worth a lot of money. But they're not. <laughs> I'd pay for. So I have so many questions about this concept. Why aren't they just pitching that? Why aren't they being like, hey, we have this Tupperware that will keep you young forever? Because it's fucking weird. I know, but they eventually tell them, obviously. But you have to get in you the have Tupperware to get in, contract. You have to become part of the Tupperware family. You have to learn that creepy ass song they sing. That's like the number one thing you have to do. Right. And then I'm sure there's several boxes afterwards that they have to check out. Um, uh, so the twins enlist the help. We learned that the reason that this guy slipped, this twin this 12 year old boy slipped this note to Omri Katz um, because they want to break this cycle. They don't want to. They're trying to get out. They're trying to get old, out of there because they don't want to be 12 year olds any longer because they'd like to bone at some point and hopefully not each other because there were some really <laughs> weird vibes between those two brothers. And I'm very uncomfortable. Okay. I have a lot of questions about the twins. So they said that they've been in seventh grade for the past 30 years. Yes. And the school is just okay with that? They're just like, yep, another year, because you guys haven't aged any. Michael, how long do we want this program to be? (laughs) I know, but it just doesn't make any sense. Well, that's the whole consensus is this town is weird. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, one of the weird things is that these kids just never Never grow. grow So they're going to be in the seventh grade forever. Okay, that's fine. But the other thing I I didn't understand is why did they need Omri Katz's help? Um, Because they can't physically lift it because it gets sealed so tight. They need somebody on the uh, outside. So just do it before they seal him. All they do is go and put her or like, I don't even know what to do. They say they make uh, the gesture as if they're going to go punch her. Oh, and well, then no, no, no. okay. So, they couldn't just go punch her another time. Why do they have to wait until he lets them out of their Tupperwares to get the sneak attack? They got the sneak attack, and they probably took what I took it as. They probably took okay. So Omri Katz sneaks into their bedroom late one night to help these guys out. And he unseals them and says thank you. And then he, they kind of do this Menendez brothers kind of thing to him, being like, "No, we're gonna take care of mom." We'll like, take care of smashing this. their fists into their open palm. And then he um, says. I took off so I, before I could figure out what they did. So I took it as they said so they went into their mom's bedroom um, because she punched her right in the butt. Punched her right, right between the cheeks. Because <laughs> um, she puts herself into bed, which I was like, that's kind of fucked up because she's got a mechanism in which she can seal herself. Why can't she just let her 12 year old boys who clearly want to masturbate on their own time? <laughs> anyway, um, but well, also, how come they couldn't open up the thing? Because they're, that's how f- t- fucking but she opens up hers. She got the. That but she's strength, got the hand. No, she's got the strength. handle. She has the handlebars in there to help her out. Yeah, but all you have to do is push up on it. No, you can't. Have you ever been trapped inside a Tupperware? Yes. Okay. If it's a if well, it's if you Tupper- have experience, then I'm going to back off. If it's Tupperware brand, baby, let it's me not. tell you, it's foreverware brand. This is even better. Okay. Keep going. You're gonna get. It's a, Morgan, stay on track. Oh Jesus! Anyway, so we, I guess they just like probably take off her lid and throw it out the window. I don't know what they end up doing. Um, so the next smash cut to the next morning, mom, for whatever reason, just to wrap up time, I guess, decides she doesn't want to get the Tupperwares, and Omri Katz is like, oh thank God, and decides to go back over to the lady's house to ask for her contract back because she was going to buy whatever fucking weird family plan from them. Yeah, she signed a contract. Which, like again, a huge, huge, so thick contract. So many questions on this. Is that how... I don't... Have you... I I don't I, know anything about Tupperware, but I know it was a lot bigger in the 90s, these Tupperware parties and stuff, so... I feel like before that. I feel no, like... No, no, but I mean, like, late. I remember my, my mom doing that, so it still happened in the 90s. Anyway, so... Omri Katz and his mom go over to this lady's house to ask for the contract back. And then in the front yard, what do they see? 
some old ass twins. Well, I mean, I guess they're in their 30s. Or 40s. Or 40s. Uh, identical twins who, who look very familiar. These 40-year-old twins. Yeah, it's obviously the twins that they grew what, up instantly. Why do they look so familiar? But we get a hint of that earlier because Omri Katz leaves the... He opens up the bologna sandwich, but he doesn't cl- reclose it all the way. And that bologna sandwich is gross as shit. Oh my god. So they cut to like the next day with the bologna sandwich and the dad takes it out. And it's the grossest thing. I was like, this is unnecessarily disgusting. And this is where I was glad to see we didn't talk about her at all and we don't need to talk about her. But the actress playing his sister, I was afraid was just going to be paid a background rate, but she doesn't, guys. I know you're worried at home. She does hit her five lines in this scene, so she's all good. Because she says, oh, gross. <laughs> and then later on, something about the male being off. oh, he's, it doesn't matter. The male's all fucked up because in the cold open, there's a crow in their mailbox oh okay i was wondering i was like is this like hinting at another episode or something no it's because in the cold open something literally no one else would be paying attention well, to you, you remembered it so yeah. Yeah, i only the, remembered the it because the second up. episode because i was like oh that's what they're talking about um anyway so they go over there um the twin boys have a for sale sign in the front yard they're ready to live their lives uh they play it off as if they're family members to this crazy lady with the tupperware she's left town but here's your contract she said she she left this with us and then this crotchety old woman leans out the window and asks what her boys are doing and oh it's shit the mom and she's old now because for whatever reason i guess they destroyed the big tupperware things yeah, and they just caught up with their age overnight, I guess. Oh, because yeah. the, when they're getting put into bed. So she, when she puts herself to sleep, she puts in that tape that goes on repeat. Uh, it repeats, remember, eight hours a day keeps the wrinkles away. Remember, eight hours a day keeps the wrinkles away. Remember, eight hours a day. So you have to listen to that? No, but it, that's helped set up why why put yourself in a Tupperware. I mean, I think we would have got it. But. Mm, yeah, but they're pandering, I guess, to two-year-olds, yeah. according to this one person. Okay. And so then, the two-year-olds got it. So the twins, we figure out, obviously, that they are the twins and they grew up overnight. And they give a little wink to Omri Katz, which if we didn't know that they just were uh, seventh graders would be a little bit more <laughs> weird. But we get it. They're saying like, hey, thanks a lot. Yeah, and then Omri Katz uh, tags the Tupperware with the gross-ass sandwich for his little weird locker. It's um, the Eerie Museum of Horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he says, a kid's got to grow up fast and eerie, or he might not grow up at all. Credits. And that's the pilot episode of Eerie Indiana. Morgan. But did we just do one episode, Michael? Oh, sorry, you're going to say something. No, go ahead. We watched the second episode. <laughs> I was going to ask you about the first episode, but I guess we can go through all of them. Well, yeah, let's just do the whole thing. Okay, let's just go through this one quickly. This one's really simple. This um, one I caught the population. Yeah, it's uh, 16,661. <gasps> so it's 666 surrounded by ones. ones. Yeah. And this is a Halloween episode, guys. And it makes me so depressed that we're so far away from Halloween because I want it to be Halloween. <laughs> Morgan always wants it to be Halloween. I want it to be Halloween all the time. Every day. You should live in the Halloween town with Jack Skellington. Or we can move to Salem, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. That was fun when we went there. We went to, hey, guys, little insight into our lives. We went to a Salem, Massachusetts last year for Halloween, but not really on Halloween. It was a Saturday before Halloween, but it was still super magical. It was very, uh, very, very busy. Five out of five stars. Okay. But it was really cool. 
Um, so, and we saw the Hocus Pocus places. Oh, yeah. Which is a little background on me. Hocus Pocus is, I watch, without fail, I watch it every year. It's a, weirdly one of my favorite movies. More for nostalgia than anything else, <laughs> than any, like, critical acclaim. Um, it makes me feel good in my soul. And I could probably put on a one-woman show of it, which I'm going to do right, right now. now. Okay. Surprise, everybody. We open on something. I don't Your even butthole, know. And it's hairy. Um, it's Halloween and Ginger and Omri Katz are packing bags. Wait, we didn't even say what the name of the episode is. America's Scariest Home Videos. Stories from the friends next door. Don't sing the whole song. Stop it. Don't do it. You might be Mm -mm. stuck tonight. Nope, this is all being cut. Anyway, so they're packing their bags. They're clearly going out on the hunt because it's a spooky, spooky town, and they're going to go get themselves some ghosts and ghouls and poltergeists. Yeah, I liked this opening. It's like the Monster Squad. Like, they're packing up their backpack They're ready for battle. Yeah, they're packing up their their gear, making sure they got everything ready to go. They've got flashlights and something and notebooks then and recorders and clean underwear. Clean underwear in case they get scared. They get spooky and they get some tracks. Um and then they put on masks and because it's 1991, we got a W1 and Gorby mask <laughs> situation going yes, on. That's George H.W. Bush and Gorbachev. Ugh, I love that. Honestly, guys, if here, let me plug something. CNN's the nineties. Quickly watch the Bush episode. It's fantastic. Anyway. Um oh, I got really did you hear me? Okay, so uh the the two kids go downstairs in their masks. They're ready to go hit the town tonight, and then um Omri Katz's mom is downstairs with ginger oh, kids. And by the way, his mom is the same mom from Dawson's Creek. Important. A show I've never seen. I like that show. I like the first season of that show. It goes downhill Pacey, pretty fast. Pacey, Joey, who's having sex with who, etc. I get it. Um, so they go downstairs, and then with we who? learn. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm so glad that you're like seven feet from me, or however long this table is. It's definitely not seven feet. <laughs> I don't know. It's kilometers. Who knows? Uh, the mom is watch babysitting Ginger Kid's little brother, who I got really excited at first. Did you hear me gasp? Yeah, you think it's your friend from work? No. Oh, okay. Because he would have been. Bold. way older okay um no i thought it was beans from even stevens and then i saw his little nose and i realized it wasn't beans i don't know who that is it's not, there's gotta be one person listening to this <laughs> of the fives of people that listen to this mm-hmm. uh w- one person's gonna know who i'm talking about i mean i know even stevens but i don't remember beans Beans is the weird next door neighbor Okay, whatever. I'm I'll, shaking I'll my head. That's uh, really good for podcasting. Um, uh, so the mom is like, whoa, 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 hold them brakes. That's what she said. It's her words, not mine. Um, and we learn that she's got to leave the house to go pick up the dad. So therefore, because the sister's upstairs studying for a test, smash cut to, she's not really, she's on the phone talking to her. Friend. She is studying for a test. She's just using people in their class to oh, help yeah, her study. Right. Yeah, and well, she's helping somebody else study or learn Which, the shapes. Yeah, by learning the shapes. Which is really funny. Guys, just quickly, she's, this joke is She's a teenager. Good. She's in high school. And she's like, well, just think of this person because they're round. And just yeah, think of this like, person because he's kind of a square. She's like, a trapezoid is, well, like, you know, like Jimmy Schmitz. That's a real person. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he does look like a trapezoid. Right in. Tell me. Why would I don't you know what that Jimmy is. Jimmy Smith. Um, so the two boys are thwarted and they have to stay home with this dumbass kid. 
the little brother named Harley. Harley. And he's a little shit. No, he's not. He's yes, just he he's precocious. No, that's not precocious. That's a little troublemaker. Anywho, so for some reason, Omri Katz has a camcorder, which I guess would translate that the amount of money for that thing would have to be at least $15,000 in today's That's not quite value. accurate. We had a I video camera so. growing up. It's as large as a VW bug. It's a, it's a normal 90s video camera with a VHS tape. I don't think you know what you're talking about. Um, so Omri Katz is like, well, we're first stuck with this kid. Let's get on that show. You Let's know, get on the video that show. show that gives us $10,000 for making funny. We got funny, smiles from coast to coast. But they can't say it because they're not um, on ABC. Yep. Uh, so we're getting around that, I guess. Um, so they decided to make dumb videos. Um, and he brings down, he being Omri Katz, brings down his two chameleons that are not chameleons. Michael, do they you know what anoles are? Lizards. Anoles? What are they called? Aeolis. Aeolis. It's an aioli sauce shaped as litter. They're not chameleons. Anyway, he's going to set up something, but they are named uh, Godzilla, Godzilla and Mothra. Mothra, which was pretty cute. Um, it doesn't, this joke doesn't really work out. Anyway, they stop paying attention to Harley. Wait, you can't bring up the lizards and not explain what happens. Okay, there is a, there is a funny America's Funniest Home Videos moment. Michael, take it away. Yeah, so they, uh, first they're going to have him put the lizard in his the little kid's mouth. Which I was like, this is going to get really fucking weird. It, yeah, and then Simon says, hey, don't do that. And then... Wait, who says? Now I don't even understand what you're doing. Simon says, somebody laughed. Josh, Josh probably laughed with me. Oh, Continue. Simon says... Go on. That's barely a joke. Go on. Continue. Proceed. Okay, so... Forward. Simon says <laughs> that, hey, stop, don't do not do that. Don't put that lizard in my brother's mouth. And then Omri Katz is like, I wasn't really going to do I wasn't going to have him swallow it. And then it. Godzilla goes flying across the room. At this point, I thought the camera was doing something. I thought the camera was, like, possessing Omri Katz to do some weird shit. Why would you choose to put a lizard in a little kid's mouth? And why would that get you on America's Honey's? america's honey's home videos oh snap world star um no probably to do like a funny thing where the tail is hanging out whipping around i guess but i this kid looks like he would straight up ozzy's head that lizard for sure yeah anyway uh the lizard lizard escapes and then harley the little shit grabs the other lizard (laughs) grabs mothra and puts him down children omri cat's pants and we get a little hilarious little slapstick running around. Oh, there's a lizard in my pants. You can and almost like, hear. We know. You can almost hear Bob Saget's voice in the background being like, ah, "Oh, don't look at no, me!" No, we're not oh. gonna do it. It's not any worse than Bob Saget. <laughs> That's not like, oh no, Mr. Bill. We gotta get through this episode. Um, something, something. Anyway, anyway, so they leave Harley alone, and then Harley is left sitting in front. So the camcorder, I don't understand the science in this. this I know this matter. is scientifically based. Um, camcorder sitting next to the TV. The TV is playing this old school uh, Boris von Orloff. Hold for it. I liked it. It's a good. It's fun. Um, the movie is called Bloody Revenge of the Mummy's Corpse. And it's a fun, like thirties. Yeah, it's a good. It's film. a good like throwback. Also, yeah, great. Mark one down for mummy. 
Yep, I know. You, you're getting all the marks. Um, but seriously, I didn't know there was going to be a mummy on the show. That was a pretty good guess. I think I should get some credit for that. I think somebody's in charge of this whole thing. And you picked be... that episode. Anyway. Um, you could have picked any episode and so, you picked the mummy one. For whatever reason, Harley puts his mouth on the remote control and that transports him into the TV. When he bites it. When he's, Yeah, because, you know, four-year-olds do that. It's normal. Um, and then he goes into the TV to chase around this lady. Uh, and then the mummy is in our world. They're now. like, wait a second. If Harley's in the TV, they, where's the mummy? And they pull out a whiteboard and they're like, carry the two, divide it by. And then and they the turn mummy. around and, and mummy, it's uh, mummy time. And what did I write in big letters on my notes? Dutch angles. Because we got Dutch angles, guys. Yeah, because they're doing, they're doing throwbacks to the monster movies. We got Dunch Ingles. Dunch? Dunch. We're speaking great tonight. Oh, Lord. Uh, he gets Sunday sucked in the night. TV. Mommy's loose. They have a fight on the lawn for some reason. That was pretty funny, but I don't remember what was going yeah, on. Yeah, this was pretty clever, though. So, w- whatever. We'll get forward to the the reveal. So, you think it's the monster yeah. that's been transported. It is not. It's Boris von Orloff dressed up as the mummy in our world. He's in this constant loop now because, of course, he's a star of uh, screen and stage um, before the talkies, mm-hmm. I assume. That's oh, it's a talkie. Call. They're screaming in it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, but he's been, the, the point is, he's been long dead in our world. Right. Um, but he's forever in this loop since he's passed. And now he's with us. Um, so we don't have a monster. We just have a really old actor that we now need to figure out how to get back into the movie, um, and get Harley back because Harley's destroying shit in this yeah, movie. I He's like, like the, knocking over his I like, sets. I like the, the contradiction <laughs> of, of the monster actually being like just a, a normal dude. And then that Harley's in the monster movie, destroying everything, <laughs> being the monster. At one point he rips off the actress's dress and turns slowly turns to the camera and gives like those winky eyes. <laughs> Uh, very um, Macaulay Culkin esque. Then we we get a scene of the of the mom and the dad in the car because we got to get a cutaway of the story for a minute. Oh uh, yeah, and, and this, we get into some. This weird... got real sexy. They were like making like puppy dog eyes at each other, being like, "Oh, what do you what do you want to do?" And she meows at him, and he barks at her. Yeah. And she's like, but oh, he, but Edward. she was like down to clown all over the town, and he was like, "No, nah, I'm not. I'm good." And yeah, I was like, there's, why? There's, well, there's children out. They, like, egg the car, and they're doing uh, shaving cream on the car. There's, you, can't have, you can't have consensual sexual relations in front of children, Michael. But they're There jerks. are laws. They're egging the car and shaving cream in the car. So you can't but that's whip, afterwards anyway. You can't whip it out at the children. They weren't there then. They didn't know that. She just thought they were broken down on the side of the road. And she was like, yeah, let's get down to it. And she makes, she makes a candy sexual reference and then he says i'm all, out, I'm of all candy. out of candy and i was like what does that mean like he's all out of out of uh libido i think so i think uh, it's i think it's he not. didn't have his uh his... he didn't have his pickle lifter <laughs> uh anyway well, she should have she should have signed that contract because it sounds like he could use a pickle lifter I'll tell you. uh don't punch at my jokes and then she tells a story about when they were gonna go see close encounters and they're like yeah remember that that was great we and didn't then they were make like, it to it we never ever did see them we had lots of super sex is there any movie you didn't finish watching <laughs> nope okay <laughs> unfortunately Still haven't seen Kill Bill Volume 1. Um, anyway, the whole thing is we're trying to get Harley back out into our world. 
And then they just figure out how they did it, that he bit the remote control. But they accidentally changed the channel, and this was actually pretty cute. Because they get Harley. So mom and dad are rolling up. And they get Harley back into the living room just in the nick of time. And mom and dad are like, okay, did Harley give you any trouble? And they're like, no. (laughs) Or whatever. (laughs) Whatever. And they're like, what are you guys watching? And then it cuts to our Boris Van Orloff is the mummy with some beach babes. And they're like, (laughs) he got transferred into like, like a HBO bikini lady. movie. Yeah. Like, those might be softcore that our children are watching. I mean, I think it's supposed to be like a Frankie Avalon, like beach party like movie, but Gidget it goes Hawaii kind of thing. But it looks a lot more like, yeah, l- like beach babes from beyond. Yeah. Cause they're like pulling at his wrapping. And then you know over I mean. our closing credits, we get a mummy surfing with really, really, really bad Wonderful. special effects. <laughs> it's great. Um, uh, so that's the two episodes we watched America's Scary Swamp videos and. Whatever, Whatever that Tupperware the first one is called. <laughs> Forever, Foreverware. Uh, yeah. So, Morgan, what do you think? What did you think of the show overall? Um, uh, I could see why I liked it as a child. Yeah, I mean, it's cute. I, I would like to see something. I, I don't know if I'd watch another episode of it. Yeah. What did you think of it? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that this is a really good kids show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's like really, really good for like if you want your like young kids to get into liking horror movies or or, or things like that. It's obviously comes from a from people who really like horror movies. Yeah, they do definitely they do well in capturing that creepiness where I could see as a child where I'd be unnerved. Yeah, but, but it's still tame. This and the biggest pro- the biggest problem with the show uh, watching it as an adult is that it is hampered by having to be like all ages. Like this show is never remotely scary. No, I think when I think the Tupperware lady a couple of times got a little bit freaky when she was like laughing and like bulging her eyes and stuff. I was like, oh, I guess I could see that being kind of unnerving. Uh, and I guess just the atmosphere of the show. But everything's really brightly lit. Everything is always really fun. It's underscored with like the bump 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 that kind of music and yeah so as far as it like being like a cool scary show to like watch as an adult i would say no i don't think there's really a lot here to watch as an adult i would want i don't think i would rewatch this series but like we've watched like are you afraid of the dark and goosebumps and i think that those are still fun they're not scary but they're they have a more of an edge than this does again because they're they have the advantage of being marketed towards a certain age group yeah like like 10 to 15 year olds or whatever for sure Uh, whereas this definitely feels like a five-year-old could watch this and be fine they might get a little scared but like a tiny bit like it's like it reminds me more like of like disney channel stuff like uh hey what under wraps i was gonna say do not knock under wraps um, and it wasn't as much, maybe in other episodes it is, it wasn't as much Twin Peaksy as I was hoping. Yeah, I'd like to get like more of a general sense of the town, not just these. Like it, that last one wasn't pertaining to the, I mean, I guess maybe like just that weird shit happens there. Yeah, but not the people that reside there. Yeah, I was hoping it would be more like he goes out into the town and like different stuff happens with different people. Like there'd be more of an ongoing story, mm-hmm. but this is clearly episodic. Like there didn't wasn't really any reference to anything else. Yeah, I feel like this could have happened in any town. And it's I, just a weird Halloween thing. The premise of it being the whole town is weird is cool, but yeah, in the, at least in these two episodes, they really didn't use that for anything. Mm-hmm. But it's shot on film, which is cool for a 90s kids TV show. It looks, it's well-directed and well-produced, which makes sense why it didn't last, because it was probably more expensive than it should have been. Yeah, and stylistically, it's fun. Yeah, uh, and 
I, Omri Katz is a good lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other child acting on it is not very good. Yeah. Honestly, most of the acting in it's pretty bad. But yeah, I would say for kids, thumbs up. Uh, for for just watching for your own entertainment, probably thumbs down. Yeah, I'd like to see them reboot it more geared towards adults, but still children at handling these situations. Uh, yeah, like, I would. That'd be cool. Like a Stranger Things, but still with the campiness of uh-huh. this, the the Brittany kind of vibe. That'd be pretty neat. I'd yeah. be down for that. I absolutely think that this is like a cool idea for a show. Yeah. Um, if the if they were able to have maybe the creative freedom that they wanted to have with this with today's like more lenient restrictions on things like you can do whatever you, can, you want you have the freedom to be more niche um and be yeah being cool. being more ballsy like stranger things where you could like do uh ride that edge of kids and adult stuff where you could have like a little bit of scary stuff a little bit of violence because you're never afraid that maybe something crazy is going to happen on this show because it does feel like a disney show you're not like oh maybe maybe somebody's gonna die or maybe somebody's gonna get even like hurt or anything it's like nah so I say yes to a reboot. That would be a good idea. Somebody get out there and do that. Erie, Indiana version 2.0. Michael, what do we do next? Um, I was thinking, uh, do you have any other... I, I really like these anthology type shows. We were talking about Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark and uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Mm-hmm. Are there any, any uh, anthology episodes that you have fond memories of from that? If not from that time, from any time, I guess. I, or one that you remember particularly that like scared you as a kid? Uh, the dummy episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I couldn't tell you what the name of it was, but I remember them being in a school and getting trapped with this dummy. The Night of Living Mummy? Oh, no, you're talking about... No, uh, not Goosebumps. You're talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark? Are You Afraid of the Dark? I, I don't remember that. a mummy or a mummy one. Uh, for Goosebumps, that one carnival one. I can't remember what that one is. The Welcome to Horror World? Yes, Horrorland. That is a pretty good episode. That one... Fucked me up, and then when we rewatched it, Santa Family, Jesus, like five or six years ago. No, we watched Are You Afraid of the Dark, not Goosebumps. Oh yeah. Oh, then what am I thinking of? I think we just watched that at home. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. You know how we just hang around our (laughs) house and watch children's programming. Goosebumps. Uh, That and even the mask one, which again, yeah, the haunted mask. the acting is not great. They're little Canadian children, so you know how that goes. <laughs> but, Talentless little Canucks. So many stories. Um, but it's still frightening when she goes into that like lower voice. Like It's starting to take over her. The possession aspect of it is freaky. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? Hot take. Arl Stein knew what he was doing. He knew yeah, how to get I, I, I loved. Let's talk about Goosebumps for a second. Uh, which, all right. Welcome to Goosebumps Corner. Which were, Let's get bumpy. Which were your favorites? Did you, well, I mean, I, I, I assume you're a human child, so you are. You were a human child, so you read the Goosebumps series. Yes. Uh, I remember Say Cheese and Die really sticks out in my mind. Um, what's the one with the the dad and he's down in the basement all the time? Don't the, look in the basement. Don't look in the basement. That one was one. And what is that? He's like, a, he's like a mad scientist, right? Yeah, but like a making, botanist. Making plants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's another camp one there's a camp one it's Welcome not the camp we- nightmare is that the one with the werewolves uh because i'm no. not thinking of the one with the no. werewolves it's like the monsters right? yeah that one that one i remember very it's the one vividly that has the tent on like, the front yes and it's like glowing and i remember wanting to put it down but i couldn't put it down <laughs> can we just get posters of the the goosebump uh yes covers because those goosebump covers are i mean they're enormously better than the books but they're really awesome can we do that and then can we also get covers from uh god what was those 
like the babysitter and stuff and Christopher uh, Pike. No, the um the scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, that's too scary. I don't want that on my walls. Oh, I'll be man. able to go to sleep. Book fair. I was always just like, maybe I can do it. Maybe I can do it. I didn't for I, that's something that I only know as an adult. That's something that like I see like people being like, Remember this from when you're a kid? And Absolutely. I'm like definitely not because I would have been like pissing my pants. Every book fair I remember looking at those being like, Oh, Maybe this is the time, but instead I'd get like a Calvin and Hobbes. Just couldn't do it. Couldn't, couldn't bring do yourself. it. Because they're fucking scary. They're too scary. Those are, that's like, I am kind of against giving those to kids. I'm like, that's a little too much. It's like Shel Silverstein meets Charles your Manson. worst nightmare. <laughs> John Wayne Gacy. Right. Um. Yeah. Yes. Yes to everything. Uh, for other anthology series, my aunt was, I can't, I couldn't recall, um, uh, uh, a specific episode to bring up, but Outer Limits was a big thing. Like the up. original, like the black and white. Yeah, there's some really, really scary episodes of Outer Limits. It's a pretty fun show. I'll have to revisit it. There's one where people have eyes in the back of their head. And I, I remember that one from when I was a kid, and that was really scary. Um. Ooh, is that uh? Did it Twilight Zone? The one that you <laughs> should. <laughs> the one I hadn't seen before. The one with the the lady and the alien. Land? Oh, the invaders. That's like one oh, of the greatest. That Jesus. might be like my favorite episode of Guys, Twilight Zone. This is not our recommendations, but definitely if you've never seen that one, it's really unnerving. It's so good. It's it is also genuinely scary, and it's kind of like a, a slasher movie the way that it's presented. Mm-hmm. And there's like no dialogue in the whole thing. It's crazy. It's so it's, well done. It's and so, it's, uh, so it's Cloris Leachman is the yeah, as the main lady, the only lady, and um, it's done like a one act play. So good. I'm gonna I throw like out that. a couple of my favorite eps. Um, the Are You Afraid of the Dark that absolutely chilled me to the bone is the laughing in the dark which is one of the ones that we watched uh when they had the uh marathon of are you afraid of the darks that we saw in the theater um it's the one with the clown oh yeah he he smokes the cigar and it has purple smoke and stuff Uh but the kids have to go into the the fun house and they dare them to take the nose off of the clown but they're like too afraid to do it but then one of them does do it and then now wherever they go the clown follows them and they can see like the purple smoke Mm -hmm. it's like the second episode of are you afraid of the dark or the second or third episode and this might be totally just like rumors around the schoolyard or whatever but i always heard that like those early couple episodes of are you afraid of the dark they were like yeah go ahead make a scary show for kids and then they were like maybe tone it down a little bit these episodes are pretty scary Mm -hmm. if you watch the first couple episodes they are more intense than they do they get really silly later like i remember watching this one with the freaking where he turns into a leprechaun oh that's so stupid Um, or the one with the phone police or if you make phone frank phone calls then like this this like fbi type agency comes and like arrests you uh there's some pretty stupid episodes of are you afraid of the dark um but the laughing in the dark is really good there's also the other one i forget the name of it but it's the one that most people remember from when they were kids it's the one where uh there's like a, a, a monster in the pool yeah uh don't go in the deep end or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and that one is also scary. I've watched both of those as adults. As adults, I'm two adults. You're uh, just two adults stacked on top of each other in a transcript. Making a super adult. <laughs> and both of those episodes are really cool. I like those. I didn't watch Goosebumps when I was a kid because I was a little bit older than you. So I didn't really like I was like, this is for babies. I'm going to watch Phantasm. Well, I had Goosebumps and Wishbones, so suck it. Uh, oh, you had 
Goosebumps and Wishbone. Wishbone yeah. At first, I thought you were saying I got goosebumps from watching Wishbone. Also, yes. And I was like, that dog. I mean, maybe from like being your heart warmed so much that you got goosebumps. And I learned about so much history. Yeah, Wishbone. Hey, I was too old for Wishbone, but Wishbone is still the shit. Well, yeah, I would I mean, watch that. I'd be like, all right, I'll watch some Wishbone. I'll get down on this. I remember them showing it in, I feel like, in an English ca- class in high school. And I was like, what? And then also, like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, you're like, I don't feel like this is learning, <laughs> but, but I'm okay with it. Let's roll. I mean, we watched The Man in the Iron Mask in history. I'm like, how historical is this? What is the weirdest movie that they showed in high school? Man, we were going crazy off the rails. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, the weirdest movie that they showed? I'm in control now. One time in English class, we had to watch Nicholas Sparks' Message in a Bottle with uh, Kevin Costner. I Why? don't remember that movie. Uh, it's, I mean, it's based on a Nicholas Sparks book. So I guess that's English. Uh, I remember I had to get permission to watch <sighs> Warrior. No. Was that, uh, Antonio Banderas movie? Oh, the 13th Warrior. Yeah. 13th based Warrior. Based on of the Dead. Yeah. By Michael Crichton. I watched that because they were like, this is like, <laughs> God, this is the worst time to be recording a podcast. Cut this out. Uh, <laughs> we're just talking at this point. Uh, what's that one? Like, uh, Beowulf. Because they were like, this is loosely based on Beowulf. And we were like, not really, but okay, this gets us out of two oh, days of work. Oh, the 13th Warrior is? Yeah, I don't think it is. I think Weird. my teacher, my, this is the teacher that we got fired because she'd always talk about when she was at N of university, when I was at university, when when I was English? studying at university. No. Well, and the university, she cannot say that. And the university she was talking about was the University of Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> and mm, we drove her out of that classroom. no judgments university of phoenix go yeah no go for you but don't but uh don't come into my class university get real <laughs> be acting high and mighty as if you went to oxford um okay what do we do next um next uh we'll do our recommendations i guess wrap this up i'm going to recommend um something uh you know what i'm gonna do no i don't i'm gonna do an episode of the x-files specifically um it's kind of like the nbc (laughs) thing but with the x-files ding 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 whatever makes you happy um, if it makes me happy we gotta end this it's one thing we gotta do um because this feeling this the first episode at least had this kind of feeling of stepford yfc perfect uh city or perfect neighborhood kind of vibe Mm -hmm. uh i would recommend i forget what season it's from but arcadia is an episode that's a lot of fun um it it, the whole premise is scully and Mulder are undercover in this housing development that's like got a very strict hoa and uh they find out the the house that they're moving into undercover the uh both the inhabitants had disappeared under mysterious circumstances and nobody followed up yes. on their disappearances and when uh Mulder goes to put out a basketball hoop all the neighbors get all really uppity and like force him to put it back inside of their garage and if they try to change anything on the mailbox everyone freaks out and we get to the bottom of it as the episode goes on and it's a lot of fun good thanks for letting everybody know it doesn't just leave them hanging at the end and they never figure and it out and it just goes to credits it's only five minutes long and Mulder's like you know what this time i don't know anyway it just ends with Mulder, like shrugging and saying aliens mm-hmm. and then the, and scully is in the background going oh Mulder," and then 
then we get Porky Pig going, that's all, folks. Anyway, Arcadia, The X-Files. Watch it. It gives you the Love same it. vibes Do as it. the first episode of Erie, Indiana. Continuing, Michael. I am going to recommend, since we watched Erie, Indiana, I'm going to recommend Joe Dante's fantastic horror comedy starring Tom Hanks <gasps> from oh, when yeah. I was a kid. I'm guessing 90, 91. Maybe 89. Actually, I think it's 89. Uh, it is The Burbs, starring Tom Hanks, Carrie Fisher, Bruce Dern, Corey Feldman, the other guy, the fat guy, uh, who plays Arnie in it. The Weird Ginger. It is one of my absolute favorite movies of all time. It is so entertaining um, and has a lot of horror elements to it. It's about uh, this, these, this family of weirdos moves into a like a pretty mundane suburban neighborhood and all of the neighbors immediately start s- suspecting that they are part of some nefarious, uh, like satanic group or whatever. And Tom Hanks is like just recently been laid off. So he has all this free time or he's on vacation. I can't remember. Anyway, he has a lot of free time at home by himself. And so he just, him and his like buddy who just, you know, antagonizes him or like eggs him on to do all these crazy, uh, misadventures. They both start being like, Ooh, what's going on in their house? What are they doing? I bet they're killing people and burying them in the backyard. Cool. So I recommend that. Um, finally, I do want to give some shout outs. Um, one, I want to give a shout out to Kevin Medeiros, who is apparently a big fan of our show, uh, brother of Jason. Uh, and former, Eden. Well, Eden hasn't been on the show. Yet. Um, yeah, yeah, Eden, get on the show. Uh, and yeah, he gave us a nice review on iTunes and has been giving us feedback. So thanks a lot, Kevin. Um, also, I want to plug, uh, I've been listening to a lot of indie podcast lately you know gotta spread the love we're an indie podcast and uh we've i've been listening to i never saw that um with hosts jen and micah and it's an amazing podcast uh in between 94 and 96 jen was basically taken out of society going to a uh, i won't go into too much of the details you can listen to the podcast but basically she was unable to partake in any of pop culture between 1994 and 1996 and now as an adult is going back and trying to you know get to experience those for the first time um it's really neat it's sad at times and introspective and just really interesting and fascinating but it's also really funny and you know discussions of pop culture so um yeah uh, she reached out to us recently and hopefully we'll be on their show or they'll be on our show or we'll have some sort of collaboration um but i highly recommend it check it out uh i never saw that podcast thanks so yeah, that's about it. If you want to follow us um, on Instagram or Twitter, uh, that's at Bad Reception Pod. Uh, Morgan is running the Instagram and I'm running the Twitter. So <laughs> the Instagram has nothing on it and both things on it I posted. Um, but follow us on Twitter because I am active on there. This is your way of getting me to commit to it. Yeah, just do it. Just Can do you it. just tell me the podcast just do it. Uh, Instagram account Morgan, password right now on the have, air? Yes. <laughs> We have tens of listeners. People want to know. If they want to hack our account. It'd be fun. Yeah, please recommend. If you have any shows you want us to watch specifically, uh, let us know. You can tweet at me um, on Twitter or send emails to pod.badreception at gmail.com. Yeah, that's probably it for this week. Yeah. Anything else you had up your sleeve? I feel like I'm going to burp. That's really, that's a great way to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, but thanks for listening, guys. I am Mike. And I am one of the hosts of this podcast. 
And what was your name? Morgan. And that's Morgan. Uh, thanks for listening. And that's the end of we the podcast. We got laughs from coast to coast. Make you smile. That's the end of the podcast. Goodbye. Here's your reminder. Brewster, Brewster is a bad, bad kitty. kitty. Thank you, Alexa.